when TPT Forward 2024 was announced and they said that there would not be a virtual version of the conference for this year. I know there were many teacher sellers that were bummed out because they may not be able to make it to San Diego for one reason or another. But I think this is a blessing in disguise because there is a completely virtual conference that did so fantastic last year. It was easily one of my favorite conferences, and that is the Teachers Sellers Summit. The great thing about this is that it also takes place in the summer. This is from June 27th through the 30th, and if course, it's all online. You have not only pre-recorded sessions, but you also get live events. So what I wanted to share with you about right now is information about this Teacher Seller Summit and how you can level up your business from the comfort of your own home. There are sessions about perfecting your product listings, creating print-on-demand workbooks, opening up your own shop, and diversifying your income streams. But not only that, you can also connect with successful teacherpreneurs and industry experts to take your TPT or teacher business to the next level. Here's what's in store. You have in-depth sessions about mastering key business skills, both on and off TPT with insights from experienced speakers, a variety of networking opportunities where you can connect with business owners worldwide, swap ideas and learn from each other's successes, practical tips and strategies with actionable techniques to succeed, whether you're just starting out or you're aiming higher. And additionally, there are live Q&A panels, a private podcast for on-the-go learning, and so much more. I'm presenting at this conference, and my session is about three keys to a successful TPT store brand. So you may be wondering, what does this cost? What's the investment on this? And there are early bird tickets available through April 30th for $99. And you can save nearly 25% by just purchasing in the month of April. But if you're listening to this and it is past April, but not yet June, so May and June, you're listening to this, you can still purchase tickets to this conference for $129. You will get a 90-day pass to all 40 sessions, live Q&A panel discussions, virtual hangouts, co-working spaces, private podcast. If this sounds like something you're really interested in, you can check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. I hope I can see you there. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Sometimes though, I think we can be perfectionists and we we worry that everyone's going to judge that old product in our store. But if it's a really terrible seller that doesn't sell, then it's just not going to sell. So it's fine if it sits there. So I try not to deactivate anything. I try to use that as a motivation that it needs updating. I worry that if I just kind of deactivate and delete stuff, then I would never get around to doing it. Having Mm -hmm. it sit there, having that cringe factor, things like that, that makes me update it. So Mm -hmm. I keep it all in there and I use that as a motivation factor. You're listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast, a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten, a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. 
Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Creative Teacher Podcast. Today, we have a special guest that I am interviewing for the show, and that is Alex Baxter. You may know her as the terrific teacherpreneur. She also has her own podcast, but she came on the show to talk about updating TPT resources. We talk all about when it's a good time to update it, some tips about like, you know, if it's just best to delete it or deactivate it, best practices when you're updating a resource, how often resources should be updated and a lot more. So this is a really great episode. She gave me the opportunity way back a couple years ago when she first started her podcast to talk about branding on her own podcast. So of course, I had to return the favor and have her on for my podcast. So I can't wait to share with you this conversation with Alex. All right. Well, we've got a special guest on the Creative Teacher Podcast, Alexandra Baxter. So welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes. So I love asking this question, but just tell us a little bit about yourself and your teacher experience and how you transitioned into being a teacherpreneur. Awesome. Yes. I love this question too, because I'm always really nosy when I listen to other podcasts and hear other mm-hmm. sellers and their journeys. So it's always good fun. Um, yeah, I'm originally from the UK. That's why you're probably hearing the British accent. But just to confuse everybody, I live in Australia now um, and then like, you know, work with US sellers. It's all very confusing. Um, but basically, I've been living here for over a decade. And so I like studied. So I went to school here, studied to be a teacher here, did my full time teaching and part time teaching, everything here. But a few years ago, I was getting quite burnt out from teaching and, and I happened to have a little TPT store going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of really threw myself into it when I was doing substitute teaching. So I was able to kind of juggle both you know like I was still in the kind of doing stuff in the classroom but I was able to work on my business and so my store really took off which was really exciting so I was able to sort of leave teaching fully and now I'm a full-time TPT seller which is really exciting um but you know nerve-wracking at the same time as well because you like throwing yourself into this one thing Mm -hmm. and being a full-time seller is like it sounds like the dream but honestly like at the moment with everything going on with the algorithm and stuff on TBG, like it can right, be scary, right. you know, it is your livelihood. So it's like, um, I just wanted to share that interesting perspective. It's a, it's a cool thing. I, I love it, but it has its like scary moments too. But right. um, yeah, it's That's, been a crazy journey. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's just like all part of being a business owner in general, even outside of the TPT world, you're going to have these things that you expect and anticipate and then stuff comes and blindsides you. And so you just have to adjust yeah. as much as possible, you know? I'm very lucky, you know, my store's doing well and everything, but um, it does, it's very eye-opening having all that stuff kind of go on. But yeah, anyway, I was a a teacher, full-time teacher, like whatever you guys call it, elementary, we call it primary here, like, Mm -hmm. you know, year one, year two, year three, that kind of age group. Um, So I've done, I've done, that's kind of my focus of my store too. um, And mostly like, you know, ELA resources and stuff like that. But yeah, that's me pretty much in my journey. That's awesome. Yes. So we are talking today about updating TPT resources, because usually we focus more on like the product creation process, and then we have our listings, and then we upload it. And then sometimes we just kind of leave it there. And not necessarily, um, you know, we might update the listing or the cover, add some photos and, you know, all that good stuff. But sometimes we might neglect or not give as much love to the actual resource itself. So I'm so happy that you're here to talk to us about that. 
why is it important in general to update resources, even if it's one of your bestsellers or it's just doing really well in your store? I love that question because I think it's like this in our brains, we think, oh, I've got, you know, bestsellers and worst sellers. Like if I'm going to do any kind of optimizing or updating, obviously I should go to my worst sellers and work on those. But like actually the most logical thing you can do is to spend all of your time and energy on your bestsellers because why would you not want to make something that's already selling sell more Mm -hmm. like I'm a big analogy kind of gal and it's almost like if you were cooking and you have a dish that you're really good at cooking and one that you're terrible at like you could spend all this time trying to learn that new one and just poison everybody in the family (laughs) or you could just perfect the recipe of that one you already have and just make like the best thing ever I feel like it's like that with GBT like you know look at your bestsellers how can I get them to just sell that a little bit more like I can make a small action step today like making a preview or better preview make me literally money tomorrow. Whereas with worse sellers and the, the rest of the stuff in our store, sometimes it feels like you're doing stuff that you don't necessarily see the return on it. So mm-hmm. I think updating in general is really important, but yes, bestsellers hands down, like we should not be neglecting them when there is something sitting right there that could be making us more money if we just did a few things, basically. Right. That's what I yes. think it's like anyway. I love yeah, I love the food analogy that you had because <laughs> it's so true. Like, why would I like, this? my kids didn't like this food, so why would I try <laughs> to make it again. If they like another food, I'm going to try to, you know, do better at it and make it, you know. So yeah, I love how you compared that, but yes. So we might have a resource. Maybe it's a bestseller. Maybe it's, you know, it sells pretty good. What are some signs that it is time to update? Okay. I have a bunch. Okay. <laughs> I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget any. Okay. Um, take I'm just some notes, like, guys. <laughs> yeah, I've got like six or so of them and um, I won't like go on and on. I'll just kind of list them. But just these are kind of the things that I thought in the past when I've updated, why did I update? Like what was the reasoning behind it? And here's a few of the things. So it it might be some or many of them apply to a product. Okay. One age, if it's like from like 2012, 2015, 2018, it's like really, really old. Trust me, it needs an update. Yeah, (laughs) which obviously applies to us. Well, it's kind of seasoned sellers. If you yeah. if you've been around a little while, that doesn't apply to you. But for me, anyway, if it, have I made it before twenty twenty? I usually know it needs something done to it. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. Next one, ugly factor. Like, uh. is it ugly? <laughs> like, I know that's harsh, but you know, I there were so many trends on TBT and Chevron and chunky borders and and weird clip art, and I consider this the cringe factor. If you go to your email sales notification on TBT. And you see something is sold and you cringe because you're like, oh, I'm so, I'm so embarrassed. Someone just bought that. <laughs> the cringe factor is like, oh my goodness, you need to update it. Definitely. Uh, okay. I can think of a few right now. Like I see it sell constantly and I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys are getting that resource. I need to update it. Yeah, it's so, like yeah. embarrassing, right? Yeah. So we all have those. It's no, yeah. There's no shame, but we have it. And that's usually a sign for me that I'm like, oh, that's yeah. got to go to the top of the do list. Um, next up. Seasonal stuff, you know, if, if Valentine's Day is coming up or like February, you'd be like, oh, well, fractions are going to sell well, Valentine's Day. So why not spend December and January doing that? So sometimes I think about seasons, you mm-hmm. kind of know what will sell in that month. It can help you update stuff. So this segues well into the next one, which is let the data tell you. So mm-hmm. if you go to your product statistics and you can clearly see low conversions, low views, low preview views, low sales, and like alarming things, you know, Mm -hmm. you've got a 1% conversion that can be like a wake up call. So I think that's a good one. Mm -hmm. And then the last ones I've got are like, just in general, if it's a bestseller or a product line, why not? You know, if you're going to update a product, do the whole product line, you know, so the exactly. 
Um, and then the last one, just like if you're a more new seller, if you learn something, go back and fix it. We're always learning something new. We're always learning, hey, I've got a flat and insecure. Oh, hey, I actually need good clip art. Like, what is this something that you've kind of realized, you know, that you used to do badly? Like, we'll go back and fix it. It doesn't matter if it's a resource you only made two months ago. Mm-hmm. If it's something you've learned since then, you're like, oh, I really need to fix that. Like, definitely prioritize that. And that was for me when I was a newer seller, you know, you would learn something new and you'd be like, oh, I didn't realize I needed a credits page. Oh, yeah. and then you go back and do more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's my little list. And I feel like that kind of covers most of the things that make me think, yes, that needs an update. I love all of those signs. Those are all great for really any uh, level of seller. You know, it's always a good reminder. So let's say you did mention like if a resource might have really low conversion rates or views and all of that stuff. So if that kind of thing is happening, is it even worth updating? Like if it's not, if it's not selling well, maybe it might be better to just delete and deactivate rather than try to update it and try to get people to buy it. What are your thoughts on that? Mm, I'm really strongly anti-delete and anti-deactivate, and which I know is crazy because you look at resources and you're like, this is so hideous. I, I can't believe I should leave this in my store. Sometimes though, I think we can be perfectionists and we we worry that everyone's going to judge that old product in our store. But if it's a really terrible seller that doesn't sell, then it's just not going to sell. So it's fine if it sits there. I so I try not to deactivate anything. I try to use that as a motivation that it needs updating. I worry that if I just kind of deactivate and delete stuff, then I would never get around to doing it. Having mm-hmm. it sit there, having that cringe factor, things like that, that makes me update it. So mm-hmm. I keep it all in there and I use that as a motivation factor. Um, and, and it sounds horrible as well. Like if it's a bit ugly, you know, someone still technically bought it, that's still money. So why would you ever say no to money? So, yeah. you know, Even if it's just a <laughs> little bit, you know, yeah, you know, technically if it's a resource that, you know, you made and you, you know, it might be perfect. It may be ugly, but like in theory, it could help a teacher. There's someone out there that doesn't care what it looks like. They just right. need that content, whatever. Um, and it could technically sell. Oh, I don't know. It just, just seems crazy to like, it's like food waste. Like let's not throw things away. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. That's a good point. I mean, you never know. So, and it just really depends. Like there is somebody out there who like may need that specific resource that you happen to have that not a lot of people buy. Cause it's just so like, I don't know, maybe it's just so unique or yeah, who knows. Yeah, if it's but. like, if it's a, like, you know, you realize it's a trademark violation or something really serious right. or like the clip art's really dodgy, then, they, you know, I've done that in the past of like, quick, mm. quick, deactivate. Ah, but, um, <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, it's usually fine. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Well, so we talked about the signs it's time to update and like keeping up with, you know, not needing to delete anything that doesn't sell well. That's kind of going into the best practices on updating a resource in general. Like what are some tips when you're actually in PowerPoint or Canva or wherever you create your resource or have your file, what are some best practices when you're actually updating the resource itself? I have a really good tip for this one. And it's, I think that you should add to the resource. Like I've done a lot of updates where I give it a makeover and I'm like, oh, that's hideous. Let's make that prettier kind of thing. And I upload that to TPT and that's fine. But if you're going to make the effort to sit there and go and do this, like, why would you not throw in an extra few worksheets or a few extra activities or reading passages, whatever, like bulk it up just a little bit, or maybe even a lot. 
And the reason to do that is because then you can increase your price. And I've been doing that in the last year or so, like nearly, I say nearly every update I do, I make the product a tiny bit bigger and better. Maybe I only increase the price by like 50 cents or a dollar. But I think it's had a really big impact. So I looked at my data and I could see, you know, this month compared to last year, Mm -hmm. I could see that I've sold a fairly similar amount of units, but my earnings are double. And the same for the year in general. I'm like, the unit sold is not that different to last year, but the earnings are like, you know, thousands, thousands of dollars more. I'm like, well, the only difference really is I'm still selling stuff, the same stuff. Mm -hmm. But now when I sell it, I make more money. So if you can... Mm -hmm do some updates that make it bigger and juicier and, and more expensive. I think that's a really, that's a really good thing for like yeah. the app product. But in terms of like the listing and stuff, I know that's not really what you asked, but I think no, no if you're going to, if you're going to see, yeah, if you're going to sit there and do that, like this is my, like my philosophy, if you're going to make the effort on Canva or PowerPoint to update the resource itself, why not give the listing a major makeover and do mm-hmm. do it all in one go cover thumbnail preview SEO good preview, like all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's worthwhile, you know, so you've not got these kind of resources that are half, half, you know, it's got a good cover, but a bad preview right. the products done, but the thumbnail's bad. Like why not just do, I like prefer all or nothing for me. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with that or not. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. Yes, for sure. And that's exactly what I did when I was like becoming active or really for the first time after just having a dead store for so many years, I took the time to like make sure to update every single one of the resources that were already in my store, just sitting there. And I added like a bunch of different pages and activities. I beefed up the cover and thumbnails. So I did the whole nine yards, added a digital version, all of that good stuff. So yes, that's definitely like, those are definitely some really great tips on that. Yeah, you're gonna do it like go all in and mm-hmm. and sometimes as well I'll like sit and print it off and do like product photography and things as well I feel like that's mm-hmm. kind of become more non-negotiable now I know that you're really big on branding and listings and stuff too so it's like you're gonna make that effort to make the product better make it so that it actually sells better by marketing it better so mm-hmm. you know do everything I, I don't know some people prefer yeah. to work um, not product by product. They want to just do all of their covers for the whole store. But I think a good thing to keep in mind is that if you go and update a cover and you don't update the product, eventually you're going to update the product and then you've got to do another cover. So you, you're kind yeah. of not working as smart, if you know what I mean. So it's mm-hmm. good to just get it all done in one go, I think. Yes, I totally agree with that. Oh, goodness. Those are some great tips on that. So how often should, if we have a resource and we're updating it, how often should it happen? So like, I know you mentioned, you know, if it's, you know, before a certain time of year, you know, a resource is going to sell pretty well, that's a great time to update it. But in general, um, how often should a resource be updated? I know this is probably not like applicable to newer sellers. If you've been selling for like a year, that's different. But for for those of us who've been selling for years, I like to kind of think that um, it should be updated maybe every two years or so. Like Mm -hmm. I sort of, like I said, that thing about 2020, like I look back and I think if it says my copyright on, it says 2018, 2019 on it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. been a while. So I'm like, I feel I like to kind of have nearly everything in my store. It's been done by me an update this year or last year or maybe the year before that. But I've not got stuff in my store that's really, really old. And I think mm-hmm. that has a big difference. Um, has definitely made a difference. And then but if you're a newer seller, so say you've only been selling a year, um, you you know, you might still you might do more than one update a year. Like for us, we leave it for years and then we update. You might do two or three updates in a year if you're learning stuff, that's fine. It's not it's not so much about like 
there's no strict rules about when it should be done. It's just, does it need to be done? What needs to be done? Is that going to make you more money? Because if so, like do it 10 times a year if necessary, just to get more right. money, I guess. Yeah. You know, that's like the goal, isn't it? To yes. sell more. So exactly. Yeah. So I guess there's no hard or fast rule. It just maybe depends on how long you've been, how, how long you've had a TPT store and you know what you're learning along the way some people grow or learn exponentially more than they did you know and they might need to update more whereas others may kind of wait a couple years two to three years a good thing as well is a lot of people lately have been taking a lot of courses or listening to podcasts so a lot of newer sellers learn a really large amount of information in a short period and so I often hear people say well, I've learned all this new stuff. Do I need, should I go back and update the old stuff or should I just keep that in mind when I make my new products? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you've instead of like trying to you know start all over again, why not get the stuff you already have to sell more? Everything you learn, go back and update it. And um, just, it's like, yeah, not to like um, say that product creation is bad. It is not. Mm-hmm. But we sometimes end up on that hamster wheel of churning out new products over and over and over. When we have stuff in our store that's there, like some yeah. of you have like a hundred products. And why are they not selling? Let's figure that out and fix that instead of trying to make a new thing. Right. I totally agree with that for sure. Great, great insight. Well, where can we learn more information about creating products and updating products from you? I would just say um, I have like, I have my own podcast and Facebook group and Instagram. So I'll just give you the links to those. But like mm-hmm. I, I've done like podcast episodes and Instagram posts and things in the past just about updates and all the things that all the stuff there. So there's loads of free content I have out there with like tips and stuff. So um, pretty much search the te- terrific teacherpreneur on Google. I'm sure it would come up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the podcast and the Facebook group and everything's called. Um, and my Instagram is called terrific selling tactics. So, you know, it's all for free. All the info is there, which, you know, it's always nice to have that free free info. <laughs> yes. Sounds good. Well, I'm so glad I finally have been able to have you as a guest. I know I was a guest on your own podcast, like maybe one or two years ago. I don't even remember <laughs> who it was. It was like, it was a while back, but I'm glad to be able to return the favor. Yeah. I'm so glad to come on too. It's nice to do both podcasts and yeah, I'm coming up to my hundredth episode soon, which is really exciting. Yay. So that has been a long time since you were on because you were on in the really early <laughs> <Yes>. days. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find me on Instagram at the Southern Teach. I cannot wait for you to join me in the next episode for more tips and inspiration. Have an amazing day. Are you looking for a way to grow your business without working too much harder than you already are? Do you want to optimize your limited time and see a real impact on your business efforts? Well, I've got great news for you because your data playbook can help you achieve all of these goals and then some. As a teacher, you know that the education market is super competitive and in order to succeed, you would have to stand out from the crowd and deliver results that really matter to your customers. 
But without the right tools, it can be kind of hard to know if what you're doing is truly paying off. And that's where your data playbook comes in. The membership is designed to help teacher sellers like you leverage the power of data-driven strategies. You can unlock valuable insights about your customers, your products, and your sales performance. This membership is packed with access to analytics tools and resources, personalized coaching sessions, and a community of like-minded teacher sellers who are also eager to share their insights and experiences. I totally believe that your data playbook can help you take your teacher seller business to the next level, but don't take my word for it. Check out the website to see what other teacher sellers are saying. I'd appreciate it so much if this is something you're considering to check out my affiliate link in the description. There are different membership tiers. So if this is something you're considering, you should definitely check it out. It's your data playbook and I hope you can join.